Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Pater! Pater! everyone and welcome to Paydirt, a Penn State football show. Along with former Penn State and NFL quarterback Matt McGloin, I'm Tom Hannafin. This show is brought to you by our sponsors, Funk Brewing, the official craft beer partner of Paydirt. We're big fans of Funk Citrus IPA, their Silent Disco IPA, and the Double Disco Double IPA. But don't forget, our official beer, the Paydirt IPA, is still available right now in Funk's Emmaus Taproom, only, but it won't be around much longer. Funk has so many great beers to choose from at their tap rooms in Emmaus, Elizabethtown, and York in Pennsylvania. You can find a variety of Funk Brewing beers at your favorite beer distributor and grocery store. Visit funkbrewing.com to learn where and how you can get their fantastic products. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Also, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, or the college football bowl season. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Paydirt is presented by Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, we invite you to head to shop.believe.com. That's shop.believ.com and search Paydirt for our two t-shirts. So the perfect stocking stuffers. One is the official show logo over the heart. It comes in white, navy blue, and black. And the other is a navy blue t-shirt. It has the Paydirt word mark over the heart. And on the back, circa the 2012 Penn State football season, it is Matt McGloin's name and number. What better Christmas present could there be? Again, head to shop.believe.com. That's shop.bleav.com and search Pater for our two t-shirts. I want to thank you all for tuning in on ESPN Radio State College as well as checking out the podcast version of this show presented by the Believe Network. It's available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think of the show at ESPN Radio 1037, at QB 11 and at Tom Hannafin. Happy holidays, everybody. We are very excited about this episode because it's code red for the Penn State football program in regards to name, image, and likeness. Also, player retention. Also, recruiting. Also, the transfer portal. It just goes on and on. And Matt, we are joined here today uh, in wake of a great article on SportsIllustrated.com. We're joined by Michael Maudy, friend of the show, and Chris Ganner, former Penn State quarterback, of course, a part of the legendary Ganner family, and they are now spearheading the Lions Legacy Club NIL, which directly benefits the Penn State football program. I know you're excited about this. Yeah, this is going to be a great episode here, and obviously they have two guys that have been student athletes at the university, um, understand what these kids are going through, you know, and just kind of, you know, guide them and help them with any opportunities that NIL could present them off the field. So they've done a, they've done a great job thus far. And, you know, it seems like they've got a lot of momentum behind them and they're really trying to build this thing fast and, and spread the word um, as much as they can. And, uh, but yeah, this, this would be a fantastic episode today. Tom. We invite you all to check out lionslegacyclub.com to learn more, see how you can be a part of the club, how you can donate and actually help the Penn State football team. And if you want to catch the full article that was featured on sportsillustrated.com, it's in the description of this podcast. So without further ado, let's get to our guests. 
Joining us now here on Pater, part of the leadership, part of the management of the NIL collective known as the Lions Legacy Club. We're joined by former Penn State linebacker Michael Maudie, friend of the show, and also by former Penn State quarterback Chris Ganter, who we're having on for the first time, obviously a part of the legendary Ganter family and the history of Penn State football. Michael, I, I do want to start with you. Obviously, we're a Penn State football podcast, so I got to get your take real quick on the upcoming Rose Bowl on January 2nd. This feels like a Mike Maudie style game, the way this Utah and this Penn State team, uh, the way they're built. Uh, how do you feel about the game heading into Pasadena? Well, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, it's going to, you're going to, it's going to be a challenge in a lot of different ways. I think it's going to come down to, uh, to having the young guys play, play well showing up, uh, dealing with a lot of distractions around L.A. You get a lot of pageantry, a lot of, a lot of flash going on, but that's part of the experience. And, and that's why I love the Rose Bowl. Uh, we got to play out there uh, my, you know, back in 08 was, was my, my true freshman year. And, and uh, man, what an experience it is. I think it's, uh, it's you want to go out there and have a great game, but it is also a great experience. And I think it's going to, it's going to be, look, it's going to come down to who can have the most explosive plays, who can stop the run and take care of the football. It's no different. It's the same recipe every weekend and week out, but, but uh, obviously a, a great stage and, and it's, uh, we're going to hopefully fill up the, the Rose Bowl here in Pasadena with, with, with nothing but Penn State people. So, it's the one thing I like seeing from the media is there are like those leaks, those internal concerns of like, oh, Ohio State fans don't travel well. So, if Ohio State had fallen to potentially playing in the Rose Bowl, they were maybe think about deferring to Penn State because Penn State fans do travel so well. And luckily, we, we got into that spot. So, I'm excited about it. But um, it's good to have you back on the show, Michael. And at the same time, Chris, I do want to hear from you because one of the reasons that we got you guys on this show, besides your on the field legacies, is the fact that you guys are a part of the Lions Legacy Club and really. Recently, you guys were featured in an article on Sports Illustrated. The way that you guys described the current situation in NIL, recruiting, the transfer portal, player retention was as, quote, code red. Um, could you explain to our listenership your roles, what Lion Legacy Club is all about, and what you guys meant by code red? Sure, absolutely. Um, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. I don't know how my on-field legacy matches up with Marty or McGloin's, but um, I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, this is uh, this is something that um, Marty and I started talking about right when um, right when NIL came to be a thing uh, back in July, June, July of 2021. And after kind of like scrambling to help some players last season, really learning what this thing was all about. Uh, we started to form this collective Lions Legacy Club, um, realizing that there had to be a football only one. Um, and just with how much, uh, I mean, there's 850 student athletes on campus, 135 football players. Uh, it deserved a little special attention. Um, plus the fact that, you know, when we talk about something like a code red, uh, how much this affects recruiting and, and it's different for football and in a lot of cases, basketball than almost any other sport with how NIL affects recruiting and, and um, athlete decisions on what school they're going to go to. And so, you know, we were able to get through one, one full cycle of recruiting um, with this not being like the main issue. Um, but now it's incredibly important for every, you know, for every team in the country. And uh, it's such a, a top of mind thing for, any recruit or transfer and that that's why we're calling it a code red because we are behind it's a it's taken a while to get a sort of a cultural mentality shift for Penn Staters to understand that 
you know, while we don't love the idea of paying players in a lot of cases, and that's not really how we wanted to build this thing, it is important. So we're trying to really, you know, round up the troops and let everyone know that we gotta we gotta be better at this in order to, you know, maintain our level and you know with even the option opportunity to to raise it. In your opinion, Chris, and I'm not looking for you to cast blame on anybody. James Franklin's been very vocal about needing to catch up in this department, as has mm -hmm. the AD Pat Kraft. Why is Penn State behind on this? <clears throat> um, I, I mean, a lot of it has to do with that cultural mentality. And, you know, the, as we all know, a lot of these other schools uh, that are, you know, perennial top 10 schools and even beyond that have been doing this for decades, years, paying players and uh, it's not something that happened at Penn State. So uh, a lot of a lot of those schools kind of had systems in place and the boosters and, and, and knew where to go. Uh, and then they just kind of were able to legalize it. And so we've had a little catching up to do on that on that front. But we we feel like we're in a real good position right now to move this thing forward and to be successful through the rest of this year and into 2023. Chris, how do you find the line between, you know, as you mentioned, just paying players, you know, compared to, you know, understanding they are still student athletes, but this is also another way for obviously them to be active in their community, continue to help, you know, look, at, no brand is more important than the Penn State brand or whatever brand you are a part of mm -hmm. as a student athlete. But within that, it's another way for these students to help be able to build their old, their own brand as they continue to mature and, and, you know, get older as a student athlete. And then obviously go on to whether it be professional or, or whatever they decide to do next. But how do you guys find that line, you know, between, you know, just becoming like everybody else that's just dumping money at players, you know, now it seems like week in and week out, Ohio I don't State, know, Texas A&M, Miami, right. But, and then, but then sure. keeping, but then keeping that, that history and tradition of Penn state football. Absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. And that's something that we have tried to be very strategic mm -hmm. about. And one of the reasons why we think it's so powerful to have, you know, um, former players, Penn state lettermen, behind this thing because we value that so much and we want to be thoughtful about how we go about go about this and we don't want it to just be simply you know raising money and paying players uh, we want it to be earned and we want them to get uh, a quality experience out of this so you know we're we're doing things like building a financial literacy program that we're going to roll out in 23 uh, brand ambassador academy to help them really understand how they you know uh, how they build their own brand and um, you know utilize it to help businesses. Um, so we want it to be legitimate and and uh, a good experience for the players and have them get something out of it more than just uh, money in their pockets. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, you know, uh, and, and you know, I, I I love you know the idea there, Chris, behind it. Obviously, having former players, guys who have been there, like yourself, and guys like. You know Mike Mowdy, who played the game for the right reasons, and and you know certainly one of the best players ever walked through the doors at Penn State. But Mike, when when you're sitting down with these these football players, and you know you're talking to them about their their career, their futures, the opportunities that Lions Legacy Club could potentially present, you know, to them, what's the message, Mike? Yeah, look, I I mean I think the message for. for from my standpoint, here's you know, I see I see it as this. 
um, going into a marketplace that a no player really has had the ability to participate in and understanding what value that they have in that marketplace and where that lies um, and for how long, uh, I think, you know, it, it really puts a onus on players that to make decisions. I'm not sure if they're really capable to make. I certainly wouldn't be at that age. And, and you know, as a player, like, trying to understand your market value as a as a freshman as a sophomore um out, outside of your school what's what's that value and and now all of a sudden it's it's we're talking about real real dollars hundreds of thousands in some cases even millions and and sometimes that's real sometimes that's not but i mean two weeks ago 1200 kids just hit the portal and thinking that they've got all these all these market values and all this money out there and it's like wait a minute this is crazy because where's the market data and there's where's the actual transactional data like historically in a precedent that has been associated with correlating that value. So I think it's just a matter of getting the right guys around these, these players and, and getting the right resources and getting the real data, real information. Agents are, are involved now, um, you know, get understanding who the, the right guys of doing business are and then surrounding these players with the right support infrastructure to, to help them make the right decisions and for the right reasons. And I think, you know, it's, well, I came to Penn State not to make a four-year decision it's because you make a 40-year decision. And it's because of all the people that are that have come through those doors before you and who's going to come after. And so we're just trying to, to, to provide this support infrastructure around the player to help to continue this thing in the, in the new era, which is, you know, it's, it's about business. And so fortunately, we've been around the sport as a business. And I know people that are a lot smarter than I am that have been doing this a lot longer than I have. And, and you know, Matt, as a former NFL player, it's – you know, it's, it's just a matter of evolving and, and understanding where we stand in that new marketplace and, and navigating it. So, again, I'm excited about all the opportunities that, that provides for the players. I think it's great. I think Penn State's got a hell of a brand value, and we're just trying to continue and maximize it and help Coach Franklin and, and Pat Kraft and everything that they're doing from a support standpoint. Mike, how many players do you guys currently have or, or you're currently working with on Penn State's roster? Uh, I, I can I can take that one. Um, so we we have about I think it's, it's like fifty players that have registered officially for oh, the wow. site. Um, you know, some that we've gotten to actually work with on a one-on-one basis. But uh, moving forward, it, we are planning on it being for the whole team. And you know, these these past three months have been uh, you know us getting our uh, getting this thing rolling and creating the opportunities and raising a little bit of money for on the nonprofit side to be able to execute uh, moving forward with the entire roster. So Chris, you guys don't work directly with the university. You're your own separate company, correct? By, by law, that is the case. Um, so, you know, we we're in, in hand in hand in a lot of ways and, and doing things uh, thoughtfully with them to make sure that, you know, we're not just out there going rogue. But, but technically, we're not part of the university at all. So how how does this become? Because I mean, you have to imagine one day, you know, the university is going to say, "Okay, like we need one, you know, NIL group, one organization to basically run things, either for our student athletes or for the football program, basketball program, what, whatever it may be." I mean, is that for you guys the ultimate goal? Is to say we are the you know the group that you go to if you want a Penn State football player to represent your business, company, you know, et cetera? 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's the plan is to be the, the football one. And um, we feel like we are and have that, have that support. Uh, and then, I mean, a couple of years down the road, this, there might be like a collective bargaining agreement and players union, and this can wrap under the schools, which I think everyone would be for, you know, from the broad college football landscape, fans, schools, conferences uh that's that's probably where it'll head but um that's not for a few years i don't think mike in regards to your history and, and matt's as well you know you were a part of an unofficial campaign for player retention back in 2011 and 2012 and obviously very different circumstances obviously the sandusky scandal, the firing and then passing of joe paterno um, it was a mass exodus, and it was something that was very, very touchy for Penn State fans, the Penn State community, the state college community, and then obviously for you guys as players, you had to have taken that extremely personally. Um, you, uh, Zordich, McGloin, were at the forefront of that in terms of trying to get guys to stay. How is that skill set, that experience now translating to present day for you specifically, Mike? Uh, well, I think it's a, it's a great comparison uh, just because there are so, so many similarities and so many parallels uh, in terms of, hey, it is an open market. Um, we are trying to, you know, everyone's pretty much accessible uh, and, and now can have those kind of conversations with other places and schools. And again, like that's like, where, what are the rules and where are the lines when there are none? And like, unfortunately, I don't see and, and, and no one really sees the rules changing. So. So it's about how to navigate that. And, and I think, you know, Matt's, Matt was there. We, we were able to navigate that with, with a lot of great uh, support from, from some of the, the staff that we had at the time. And, and then, again, some of the people that, were, that came and showed up as alumni that, that helped guide us through that, and uh, including ourselves. So, um, they, you know, it just comes down to, for us, uh, the parallels being, hey, the Penn State's network, and, and especially its business alumni network, is as strong and as – qualified as any in the world and when when it's truly engaged and understands the landscape and the, the like the problems and, and can and we outline some solutions and, and some pathways to, to really have success in, in a world where where we've got to adapt and evolve um we the opportunity is i think the advantage lies with us uh, at, at penn state and so again like we, the players are all in place as far as the uh, alignment up the chain of of command at the university i really see that kind of cooperation going on in a way that I've never seen before and, and really is, I'm excited about the potential uh, to really make this a, even more of a success than it had been um, really ever. So, so that's, that's why I'm excited about it. I think ultimately it just comes down to, to continuing to, to support the players and help them make the right decisions and, and, and to continue bringing value to, to the brand. That's what it comes down to. And that now it's just come, now we can do it with business. We can do it with alumni. We can do it. Um, you know, it, we have a lot more flexibility. And so, so I think that, again, it's a great opportunity for us. I think Penn State fans are thrilled to hear the word alignment consistently on, on both sides of the fence. You're hearing it from James Franklin in regards to uh, the conversations with Pat Kraft, with the president, uh, Neil uh, Bendapudi as well. It's very, very important. But to hear that on your side is even better. I wonder in terms of the network that you're referencing, 
How often are you guys having conversations with former Penn State players that have achieved great success or are stars in the National Football League or maybe their playing days are behind them and have gone to them being saying, hey, we could use your help with this. We need you as much as we need, you know, the booster who has never touched the football field. Yeah, and those conversations are happening. Obviously, the middle of the season this year, uh, as, as we've been put, putting this together and really uh, developing it, um, Christo has been a, been a huge part of that, uh, and Blueprint has, has been a huge part of that. Um, I think, look, it's a matter of just getting out in front and, and, and sharing people the message and sharing the narrative as far as what's going on. There's been a pretty uh, identifiable knowledge gap that we've uh, seen and, and experience just and as we've been getting in front of people and being on Zooms and, and Coach Franklin and we've been we've been you know coordinating to share the message of hey here's what's happening here's where you can help and and here's how you can help and and here's what we're doing and so I think it's just a, it's just in terms of where that fits into the current players and and, and current alumni uh, or Letterman um, those everyone's on our list as far as who we're getting in front of and and everyone we have gotten in front of and, and have had an audience with Christo and I especially. Um, are, are, hey, great. Look, thank you guys for what you're doing. Um, here's, you know, how can I help? That's been the response we've gotten. And so, so look, it's just a matter of, of time on task here with what, with what we're doing. And we know that our, uh, our efforts are being uh, validated in those conversations. Well, that's fantastic to hear. Uh, obviously, Penn State has a massive alumni network. And then on top of that, the guys have gone on to be successful in the NFL and beyond. It's a fantastic list of people. Uh, Chris, in regards to some of the things you talked about and the way that NIL transfers, recruiting, et cetera, the way it's being governed right now, uh, do you guys expect to see any sort of change, whether it be at a government level, even the NCAA, or even the Big Ten stepping in in regards to what we touched on earlier, pay for play versus, hey, you've got to be recruited and then you have access to NIL? Is that something you guys are, are hearing rumblings about, have any expectation that that could change in the near future? I don't know about near future, uh, but, you know, there's always rumblings. And just since this has, uh, you know, launched at the NIL as a, as a thing, there have been rulings and changes that happen very consistently. Uh, Pennsylvania just released some new, uh, new rulings on it, on how schools could be involved. The NCAA also put out some new rules and regulations. And so uh, we're trying to be, we're trying to be very thoughtful about how we put this thing together so we can be flexible and strategic and, and quick to react. It, you know, if we have the right system in place, uh, which we feel like we do right now. No, but yeah. So, you, sorry. Yeah. 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 No. Cause it's like, like there's not like you read stuff on it every single day. You see stuff on the NIL every single day, guys getting, you know, crazy deals and, and things like that. But you know, if I'm a part of Lions Legacy Club, right, obviously there's advertising opportunities. Uh, potentially I could be a social media ambassador, right, public appearances, you know, coaching, personal training, things like that. If, you know, what could, you know, those opportunities in those fields look like for me as a Penn State student athlete? Is it strictly, you know, a lot of the state state college or, you know, Pennsylvania market or just, just national? Um, we, th there are some national opportunities, but, you know, it's more from a business's perspective. A lot of times it's sort of the regional or local approach, um, with call, uh, with college football, at least. Um, so, uh, we try to take a very holistic approach to any kind of brand or corporate deals mm -hmm. that we, that we structure. 
And we're actually working on some that'll be unique to the, any collective or school in the country right now. So almost in, in a lot of ways, how similar to how a, like a big corporate partnership would work with a professional yeah. sports organization. I used to work for the Pittsburgh Pirates and, you know, uh, PNC Bank, for example, would come in there and, you know, they're the, the title sponsor. Yeah. In addition to all the organic marketing yeah. opportunities that they would get there are opportunities to work directly with the players, tie them to campaigns, um, you uh, tie them yeah. to charitable endeavors, working with the nonprofit side. So, you know, we want to, we want to get all the all the players some great opportunities, but we want to make it it has to make sense for the brands, and that that's been something that nobody's really been able to figure out. In a lot of these times, when you're hearing these huge deals happening around the country, does that ever end up making uh, any kind of measurable sense to to a brand or a company? So far, a, a lot of times it hasn't, especially some of those big ones. Um, and so we're trying we're trying to really uh, have that be strategic for companies and brands so that it can make sense for them and sort of have a new model on that that'll be unique. And we're, we're excited to make some announcements here in the very near future. Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters, plus hair gels and pomades. It's one brand for every man. Visit maestrosclassic.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S classic.com and use our promo code paydirt15, paydirt15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Maestro's Classic, crafting a better you. Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, head over to Smack Apparel and check out what their team is geared up for this football season. Their Let There Be White tee is the perfect gear for those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium. Or get straight to the point with the worst tee for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack Apparel makes the gear that'll have everyone asking where you got it. They have the must-have tees for all your teams, including pro football, baseball, basketball. Every fan is covered. Head over to their website, smackapparel.com, and use the promo code PAYDIRT at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's smackapparel.com, promo code PAYDIRT at checkout. Why wear boring when you can wear smack? Here's one of the things that, you know, I, I you see some of these NIL deals and you see some of the money that, you know, some of these players are making. And, like, I, 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 I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, this person's getting X amount of dollars to do this, you know, at this school. But then you see, you know, this guy's leaving. He's going somewhere else. Like, how does that affect the NIL relationship or the relationship with the co uh, company or the business? Like, what exactly – could that contract look like for these student athletes when it's like, all right, you're, you're now, you know, a representative of this company or a business here, you wear the Penn State uniform, but does it just, if you decide to leave a transfer and go somewhere else, does it, does it just disappear? The contract? Uh, technically it's not allowed to. So if, if you were to sign a, let's say a multi-year deal, um, you're, you're not allowed to pull it if they transfer because then that is directly on the pave pay for play but there are ways to to safeguard against that in the way in in how you structure deals uh you know it, it, and that is something that you want to do anytime there's big money flowing and as part of a deal that might be a little bit longer term 
where you, uh, you know, let's say separate it monthly, you know, so it's monthly payments and they have to do X, Y, or Z to activate, you know, and earn that month's, that, that, that month or something. So there are ways, there are ways to safeguard against that. Um, a lot of times people weren't doing that right out of the gates as I saw with that quarterback from Ohio state that transferred to Texas. Well, and that's exactly what I was thinking of, right? That, that yeah. kid goes to Ohio state. He, you know, makes X amount of dollars. And then after the season's over, he transfers and, and, and goes to, uh, to Texas. I mean, you know, h- how many, like even at Penn State, you know, obviously there's Lions Legacy. There's a, there's a couple others that you heard of, but how how many are these uh, these companies or businesses, you know, uh, just trying to approach students themselves, these student athletes themselves, or is it now to the point where they have to go through the school, they have to go through an NIL collective or something like that to be able to get an opportunity to potentially have the student work with them? There's a little bit of that happening. That was that was entirely how it worked last year. Um, which that's a lot. That's ha- got to be a lot. That's got to be a lot of student athlete because you you have to imagine you know this they they have no they have no idea what to look for, what to expect, how much they should be making. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, from our our perspective, and and why it makes sense for a collective collective like this to exist um, is you know in addition to being able to go out there and bring these things to the table, uh, everything from working doing the contracting uh, both you know, for the company and the student athlete working with compliance, uh, being there to to set up and, and ensure the activations and engagements take place as they're supposed to. Uh, and, and you know, uh, with the help with uh, the finances for the players as well. So that's uh, that's something that they wouldn't have otherwise. And a lot of times, you know, it's a, it's a cousin or, or a friend who's brokering these or uh, oh. trying to make sure that they're getting it through compliance properly and try to find out if the deal's legal to do, you know, depending on what kind of company it is. Uh, um, and, and another thing that we are able to do is maximize the, uh, the value for a brand. There are other things that we can do to, to kind of enhance that. Chris, we were talking about this before we started recording here is that uh, typically you live outside of Pittsburgh, but you've temporarily relocated to State College as of late to be fully immersed in this. So um, how much longer do you expect to be in State College for? And what is your day to day like? <laughs> oh, man, the day to day if that I'll, I'll get to that one. But yeah, I'm, I, I have to be here uh, as long as it takes for this thing to to be completely cooking and and I'm committed to being here and um, and you know, staying as the executive director for Lions Legacy Club. Um, day-to-day, that can vary so much. And it's starting to really take uh, form right now because first couple months, um, you know, we didn't have the staff around that we do now and the people that are involved and, and helping us on a day-to-day basis, whether it be a full-time employee or, um, you know, an advisory capacity. Uh, and so now it's it's shaping up a little bit better, but it used to be I'm doing fundraising. I'm trying to strike brand deals. I'm trying to, it's a startup company still all the same. So you're doing, you know, the marketing and, and uh, branding and, you know, everything that a normal startup company would have to do. So my head was spinning first month and a half, two months of this thing. 
I can only imagine. Uh, first off, uh, Michael Motti has uh, left us here on the podcast. He is literally beating the pavement right now on behalf of Legacy, Cl- uh, Legacy Club. So we appreciate him joining us for as long as he was able to. So uh, still on here with Chris Ganner. We appreciate your time, man. And uh, it, it's just such a crazy time. And, and, you know, you're looking at all the players that have declared for the NFL draft, you know, Nick Tarbert and just declared that he's going to play in the Rose Bowl and then see a couple guys, uh, you know, kickers that have come or punters, I believe, uh, that have come in the transfer portal. Um, are there any you know, conversations that you guys are having along the way, whether it be with the team or with these other NIL agencies uh, in regards to targeting certain players or anything like that? Or, hey, you know, this player has reached out to us and they are at X university or something like that. And this could be a good fit. Yeah. So we haven't been directly involved in any kind of targeting or going out there to try to do that. I mean, that's that's the football staff doing that. Um, but it's funny, we, we've had agents call us. Um, and say, hey, I got six guys in the portal. Uh, can you find out a little bit for me? And like, so are you asking how much how much we can pay a guy? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. That's not what we're asking. But I know that's part of it. And that's why they're going to the collectives to, to ask these things. So that those conversations have been funny and um, not anything we were – really prepared to be and it, it's this market is setting itself like in real time right now as Monty was alluding to so uh it's been it's been wild to to learn this and and see what everyone else is doing McGloin, when you hear that type of talk you know agents reaching out kicking the tires you know it was something we talked about last week with Aeneas Hawkins who's a part of uh, Sean Clifford's Limitless NIL mm-hmm. agency in terms of players or agents kicking the tires I mean Matt what's your reaction when you hear that I just shake my head because like, I'm not like that. I'm not that far removed from playing football at Penn state or being a student athlete at Penn state. Right. You know, I'm out 10 years now. So, I mean, making money from playing football at Penn state was the last thing that I thought about. Right. It was, you know, and it's the way we were coached. It was the way we were coached by, by Joe Paterno and Bill O'Brien, right. You went to class Monday through Friday Right. You work towards your, your degree to work towards getting an education and, and you played on Saturday afternoons. Right. I would prefer walk on. So, you know, I mean, my goal is to earn a scholarship and then from there become a starting quarterback and then do everything you can to help win games. And then, you know, it, you had this crazy dream that one day you'd have the chance to play in the NFL. And then that's when you would, you know, make your money. But, uh, you know, when that when that day came that, you know, the phone stopped ringing, you had to go home. Well, then you had your degree from Penn State University to fall back on for the next 50 years of your life and be a part of the biggest alumni base in America and be a part of that Penn State community, which as you get older, and I, I know both of you guys know this, like you just, you understand how fortunate and blessed you are to be a part of the Penn State community because for some reason it's, it's always shocking to me how big it actually is. And, you know, oh, yeah. every, everywhere you go, you know, I mean, Hey, I went to Penn State. I'm class of 78. I'm Penn State class of 83. Or like, I'd be, you know, walking somewhere. McGloin, we are. You know, you get the we are. You know what I mean? But it's just like, and fast forward to where it is today. And again, my fear is that the education, the educational aspect of college football is falling behind a little bit here. And personal brands are becoming more important than team brands. Um, and you just don't want to see that happen. And you know, the, with the portal as well, it's like if somebody's leaving a school to go to try to play somewhere else, like for me, I'd be looking at that. All right. Well, why is he leaving this school? Is he leaving it for the right reasons? Is it because it's, is it a strictly a business decision? 
for this kid where he doesn't think he's getting enough money playing here. So now he's going somewhere else to, to try to make more money. I mean, that, that just for me, like, you know, and again, I'm, I'm a bit old school. So, you know, I have no problem with somebody trying to capitalize on, on their talents, you know, and, and making, making some good money. Um, again, if, if they're doing all the right things, you know, on the field, they're playing well and they're one of the better players, you know, on the team or in the conference or in America, it's fine in that sense. Um, but, uh, but it's just, it's, it's crazy to where the game has gotten to how fast this, this has grown and I guess get out of hand as well, Tom, right? It, it does feel like it's gotten out of hand. And Chris, this brings me to kind of an uncomfortable question here. You know, for a while it was, what's your recruiting class ranked? Um, how many years is Penn State away from a national title? Is that still the question or is it how much money is it going to cost for Penn State to win a national title? I don't think it's there. I, I still think it, it, you know, it, it is like it used to be with the, the recruiting class and, um, you know, maybe you get that a piece or two from the transfer portal, but it's in large part, it's, it's retention at that point. Um, so kids are still making their decisions largely based on what's the best fit for them. Um, they're that, you know, that's not, entirely across the board we know and have seen kids that have signed or flipped schools because of money because of what they can make at another school um but you have to at least be competitive if there was if there were no opportunities um for the kids that were recruiting or the kids that were even here on the team then you know that that would have a trickle down effect and i think it would happen pretty quickly so it's really about remaining competitive yeah and there was that quote out there from uh, you know, head coach of Ohio State, Ryan Day, uh, over the offseason saying we need $13 million for player retention. Um, has that number gone up? Does that number sound about the same? Uh, you know, is that what you guys are aiming for, or was that just Ryan Day you know, spewing things? No, that, that number is legitimate, and that's what, that's what we think and would be an ideal situation for us to, to be able to do everything we want. Well, Chris, break that down for us then, if you can. Sure. So, um, you know, we want to get to a point where we're, where every kid on the team is earning something almost like a, you know, a flat, a flat number, uh, that's been a successful model at a bunch of different other places. So you want to have that, you want to be able to, uh, you know, have opportunities for your star players. Um, and, and, uh, you want to have opportunities to make it attractive for recruits and, and transfers. And so it's not just about money either, you know, kids will be able to see what what's really happening uh if, if they're you know a cool deal that they think you know um would be something they're interested in or maybe not just a deal but just like the overall program and so that's why that's where we're doing this brand uh, brand academy we're doing content creation and financial literacy which i think if kid really thinks hard about what that can add to them and the benefits they can get out of that it's uh it's a lot more than just finding deals and and, and getting money for them 
it's it's mind-boggling and uh i'm thrilled mm -hmm. that it's yourself uh and mike maudie uh as a part of lions legacy club a part of the leadership and management boots on the ground i i appreciate your commitment to uh being away from home and working in state college and completely immersing yourself in this so uh thank you from behalf of all penn state fans and the penn state community for those uh that are watching and listening and they're interested in helping out where should they go lionslegacyclub.com um we that that's uh that's our website and it's where you can connect direct, directly with players. It's where you can join our club. Um, and it's what we also, uh, I need to shout out blueprint sports. Who's our infrastructure partner in this. They, uh, are a leader in the NIL field across the country and their founder and CEO is a Penn stater and they, yeah. they have a, a nonprofit, the BPS foundation. And so, uh, for this time of year, it's great because there are opportunities for tax deductible contributions. Um, and then, um, if, if you or a business that you know might be interested in, in learning a little bit about how how we can, uh, you know, uh, partner you with Penn State football players and, and the Lions Legacy Club, we encourage you to reach out. Uh, I also want to shout out to John Carter, too. He's been a part of this with us from the beginning, too. So. Fantastic. Love to have Kajana on board. Chris, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, thank you to Mike Motti, who joined us for as long as he possibly could. He's literally out beating the pavement on behalf of Lions <laughs> Legacy Club. So, Chris, thank you very much. Happy holidays. And sincerely, we wish you the best of luck with everything you're doing for the Penn State football program. Thank you. Really appreciate you guys having me on. This is uh, this is important. And uh, it's, you know, we're trying to rally all Penn Staters as part of this thing. That's why we call it a club. So appreciate having you, you guys having us. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back on ESPN Radio State College on Mondays and Fridays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern for the remainder of the Penn State football season. If you want to check out the podcast version of this show presented by the Believe Network, this episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter at ESPN Radio 1037 at QB 11 and at Tom Hannafin. Pater is presented by Bet Online and by Funk Brewing. Thanks again, everyone, and join us next week for more Pater. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.